Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. We're back at it again. And one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I wanted to have interesting conversations with interesting people who I really get along with. And I have one of those interesting people here with me today, the Iceman himself. He studied Bachelor of Sport Management. He's been now working in the industry, so he's graduated. And I actually met the Iceman via Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum, aka MILF. And through Conviction Group, so CG, um, he was actually a very highly accomplished judo athlete, and he's now a coach, but really, he's just a weapon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, Liam Stewart. Welcome, oh, boss. <laughs> thanks, Maverick. I, uh, I really appreciate the intro. That was, uh, that was a real G out. That was good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Let's, uh, let's get this flight underway. Um, Liam, what is... Like, okay, we go straight to it. What is wisdom to you? Um, wisdom to me would be, it's, it's, it's knowledge, as most people would think of it, but on another level, it's then knowing how to apply it in search situations and circumstances, not just knowledge in general, but really being able to apply it to life. Um, I'm trying to think of good, like, Uncle Iroh quote, because he is, he is the wisest. Um, yeah, all the all the people I think of as wise, yeah, they, they don't just have off the book information. It's applying it and using it in the best way possible. Uh, that's that's how I would classify wisdom. Right. So it's kind of the application, knowing how to apply the knowledge. So the question is, how does one achieve this Uncle Iroh knowing of application? <laughs> yeah, how do we become do, the firebender? Um, yeah, that's it. You got to take aspects from all different of the elements. Um, but uh, yeah, to to be able to apply your knowledge, I think it it just takes experience. Um, whether that's your own experience or doing what you're doing and talking to other people, being able to draw on their experience is is probably as best as you can get, other than just life experience itself. So if people come to you with questions, not only do you know the answer. Like you have that experience to draw upon. Um, so that's peers coming to you with questions. You know, you're in a, a similar situation or you've been in a similar situation. You can come across as quite wise uh, because, yeah, you, you can help apply it to that situation that you've been in. Um, so really experience, I think, uh, whether, you, whether you're your own or others and drawing upon that. Right, so just your experience or, or that others. I think... It's interesting because I feel like um, being someone, you know, I've met you at Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum, you know, CG, um, and I guess a distinction that I'm trying to figure out is what is it allow- that allows someone to have more experience and and kind of get into life more? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people, <clears throat> especially like our age, try to travel and get that life experience, um, which is a really great method of doing it. Um, and, like, I don't think of myself as someone with a huge amount of experience, like only 23 years old. Um, like, I've traveled a fair bit and, like, done a few, I guess, unique and interesting things. Um, but talking to other people, and I think that's why what you're doing with the podcast is really great because you're able to learn so much from other people by talking to them. It's people from different backgrounds, different experiences. So you can learn from them and be able to have their own experiences along with yours um, to draw upon. 
So, yeah, people that travel, um, like, just in the past year, starting to meet people outside my own bubble, people that have grown up in other countries, and they're just, like, have such a completely different outlook on life or a different experience. And as much as, you know, you meet them and they seem very similar to you and you get along, have a lot of common similarities and same senses of humour and a lot of shared experience, there's also a huge amount of, like, new things you can learn from them um, because of just the differences you have. Um, so learning from others is, is a huge way to gain that experience without having to be 100 years old and having gone through an absolute ringer. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's interesting because I'm... Um... I've, I've, like, I really love that. And it's such um beautiful kind of simple boil down of it. Like just learn from others. My question is, is like, and I've kind of experienced it on this podcast myself, but what actually, what happens? Like how has it changed your life when you've interacted with someone like from, from a different culture or from a different background or with a different perspective experience? Yeah. When you, like I know at Mitchell Youth and, and CG, there's been, keynote speakers that you hear about their incredible story and it's a privilege to be able to hear their story and take the lessons they've had from it without having to have to go through what they went through. Um, so it, it is always a real privilege to hear those sorts of things. Um, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. It's all good. Like what, what does it actually do? Like, um, like what has it done for you hearing like from, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, being able to learn from their experiences would help to educate me to live my life the best way I can and help use their wisdom to apply to my own life and, and then inform my decisions um, and then also be more open to other people's opinions and experiences. You know, when you hear people with different backgrounds and different lifestyles and what they think and feel and have gone through, um, it just makes you more open to different possibilities rather than being in like your own little lane. Um, yeah, so it really opens up the possibilities and gives you other options and new perspectives to think from, uh, which really, it opens up the world. It can do with the amount of opportunities you can get and just new ways of thinking um, that you can then apply to your own life and just say you're stuck with a problem, you talk to a new person, like, oh, I now know what they would have done in this situation. I can do that. And I never would have thought of that before. Um, that's that's the brilliance and privilege of being able to learn from other people. Wow, man. I love that, like being opened up like to new possibilities. And I love how you said like being in your own lane sort of thing. Like that's so like, you know, I think that's a quite a common experience, like especially with social media and stuff. We're kind of conditioned in. But the moment you step out and you're socializing, it's like you opened up. I guess my question is, is that, I don't know, I don't know, I guess I'd like to explore it with you. What is it that having open possibilities and opening more possibilities to an individual, what the, like how does that change someone? I know this is kind of like a, yeah, I just throw it out. Like what do you, yeah. So the new possibilities and how it can change someone um yeah so once you're once you start seeing things out of your own lane 
and you have those new possibilities, then you're open to new experiences yourself. And I guess it could potentially become like an upward spiral of learning from someone else's experience and their wisdom allows you to then have your own new experiences, learn your own new wisdom. And then I know what I've found from new experiences and then passing that on to other people, then they can have a new experience, a new perspective. They can then learn something and it really, it spreads like a, almost like a butterfly effect. That's the right one. Mm. It's a, it's a ripple. You learn from one person, which gives you a new perspective or a new experience that you can learn from and pass that teaching on to someone else. They can then learn something, have their own experience, enrich their lives. And it, ideally, it's all positive. Same thing could happen negatively. You could learn something negative or ne- learn something bad from someone and pass that on. But I think I'm quite lucky that I've had good people around me and good role models. I've heard really good stories from wise people at CG and Mitchell Youth um, and other areas. And it's been able to improve my life and then help me improve others' lives without sounding too uh, big. No, that's uh, that's freaking awesome, man. I I love how I love how the implication of that is that when you have a new perspective or like, you know, you have a new experience, it actually serves others because you can share that with others. I think that's such a, I mean, that's such a phenomenally empowering thing. Mm, It is. And it came as quite a surprise to me, the effect it would have. Um, And it's almost more satisfying being able to pass thoughts, knowledge, perspective and experiences on to people than experiencing myself. Um, And that's been a a really enjoyable surprise to find. And those around me, when they start passing things on, um, you often hear like living vicariously through someone, I guess sometimes has like a negative connotation, but it can be done really well when you pass on knowledge to someone and they improve something and then start doing better. Um, it, It makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Wow, man. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So the question is, um, what sort of uh, what sort of element bender would you be in Avatar? <laughs> Ooh, I oh, this one gets me every time. Um, I'm I'm terrible at those like personality quizzes as much as I love them because you know different days you feel like a bit of a firebender, other days you feel like a relaxed Zen airbender. Um, probably probably one of those two I'd like to say um, but it's not the, the answer is not always what you want it to be I guess like if I did a quiz and got water bender I, I can't say I'd be over the moon um, <laughs> and I, I don't know I can't ever see myself as a as a toff um, but yeah I, I like to think people would see me as a as an airbender most of the time I feel like um, I feel like most people are upset when they get earthbender yeah. No, one, no one really wants to be an earthbender. Yeah. Dirty birds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, I guess, you know, that show, Avatar, it's funny because that show has influenced me in a lot of ways. And, 
And it's funny how even characters, like characters in a TV show, which is kind of an experience in a way, can have a positive impact on us. I think the whole point of influence, who who are our influences, is just, it's so important, hey? Oh, hugely. Yeah, those, the people you surround yourself with can, you know, keep you in your own lane where it's, it's enjoyable or they can help open you to new lanes and new thinking. Um, and it can literally be a fictional character like Aang and Iroh and um, Monkey Atsu. And I, I really, I, similar to you, I've got a huge enjoyment out of Avatar. I rewatched it like a year or two ago in full. Um, and I still learn things on like the, the Facebook fan pages, learn things about the characters and the amount of, I, I it sounds crazy because it's like marketed as a kid's show. The amount of depth in it, I genuinely believe it's like one of the best TV shows. It's the, it, I would like anyone to find a show that has as much of a satisfying finale. Um, we all know Game of Thrones didn't and most shows don't. They nailed it, um, and they even did a decent spin-off series. But yeah, it's a, it's it's huge. What you surround yourself with, and um, a wise man, Chris Lee, once taught me that it's about what fuels your brain and your thoughts that is hugely important. Yeah, you know, they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but what feeds your mind just incomprehensible how important it can be and the impact it can have. Just the the people you surround yourself with, the old show me your five friends and I'll show you your future just resonated so much with me when Chris said it. Still does. Mm, Yeah. That's a massive thing, man, massive thing. You know, how do you know when you're feeding your mind the good stuff? Um... Yeah, there's got to be some sort of benchmark or test you can like measure it against. Um, and the other thing that comes to mind would be like consequences or the changes you see. If you start hanging around different people, do you start? You have to be self-aware and start seeing if there's different ways you're behaving and acting, and put the dots together and realize I've changed the input and who I'm hanging around with and therefore it's changed the output in my th- by my thoughts and actions. And yeah, you, you really got to be self-aware to, to know what you're doing. Um, otherwise you can get caught out in either a negative spiral or you can see, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting that promotion at work. I'm hitting these goals. Oh, it's because I'm hanging around people that make me want to be better and be my best self. Uh, and then you can see a positive input and a very clear positive output. Uh, but I don't know if there is an easy way to know if your your mental food is the good stuff or, or if it's junk food. Mm. Yeah, I guess um, that's, that's an interesting point that it will come out in the results in your life. And I, I just find it fascinating how... Um, you know, like what you feed your mind turns into the results in your life. I think that's that's incredible if you think about it. You know, like um, but I guess my question is um, what is 
like what is the what is the ideal here like you know like as in and i asked that i guess what do you think is uh, this is getting getting deep but i guess it is a philosophy podcast and you know getting deep perspectives um what do you think is like what are we trying to get to with all of this and that is deep um <laughs> that's what i signed up for eh? <laughs> Yes, like the ideal, what everyone's aiming for. I mean, I don't, I don't know the purpose of life, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Um, we're all trying to find that out, and I guess you could say that's the purpose, and it's pretty um, unending in that way. But, but, yeah, it's like trying to find a purpose, and whether you, like, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm still working that out. Some people might have their own philosophy and say everyone has their own purpose and their, their why. Unless they find it, they're pretty pretty happy or like joyful, or it could just be like love could be just the purpose and just trying to find that. It's, it's not pleasure. It's 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 not happy. It's joy, which is that sort of. It's less surface level. It's more for, or from the inside. Um, yeah, that like love and companionship. So fulfillment or self-contentment just being happy with yourself happy with the man in the mirror or woman in the mirror is is a big part of it um hard to do if you're thinking about it as a whole which is why it is great to just break it down set goals for yourself work towards them and give it a couple years 10 years you look back and like damn i'm pretty happy with what i've done and who i am as a person and i feel like i've done somewhat that and try and just continue to do that day by day and going pretty well so far I like to think so yeah I guess I guess that's the aim just to be happy hmm. like what else do you want to be that's so simple man it's and it makes sense because like I feel like if you can wake up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're kind of just happy like you're happy you're, you're quite at peace with yourself I think you're doing something right yeah yeah, the people you look up to, or the people I know I look up to, seem to have that, and that's that's what we're aiming to. You know, that's okay. That's I like that. I like that. Let's let's kind of um, explore with that. Um, why why is it like why is it could someone wake up and be unhappy with themselves? you regret decisions you've made could be one example just brainstorming here with you Mm -hmm. um could be that would be most of it because if you're if you are unhappy in the situation when you wake up of course there could be a lot of external circumstances but in that case you can't really control what you can't control so there's no need to be upset by it so if you are genuinely upset with what you've got, it sounds harsh, but you've really only got yourself to blame. And sometimes you kind of need that because um, it's it's your own decisions, the own mental food and inputs and people you hang around with that will help you achieve your goals and give you that satisfaction. 
Um, that's what I could think of. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. Like I was, funny, I was having a similar conversation, funnily enough, today. And that whole decision point is so like, that's so profound. I mean, at the end of the day, like you can kind of make a decision in your life and that can that can be something that you don't really want or you could take responsibility and really make decision to, to live a life that you want and that you're, you're kind of proud of. And I guess I think the, the, the difficult thing is sometimes it, is finding out like kind of what you want, you know, and like, I mean, it's it's hard out here, man. I'm I'm struggling myself, hence why I've started this podcast. You know, <laughs> trying to kind of um, remedy that. But like, yeah, it's kind of like it, it seems as though a lot of the secret behind life is is making making good decisions, like making the decisions that lead you to Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum or Conviction Group, or or like you know making a decision to put in a bit of effort. Like it, it seems that's where things are coming from. Do you kind of resonate with that? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it is hard to make those decisions and it is hard to put the work in. Um, and it's hard to remember what my other thought was that I had. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it is hard out there to, to know what makes you happy. Um, one of the really cool questions... I've been trying to ask more people as like, instead of the classic small talk questions, you find some like funky icebreakers. Um, and it's rather than being like, oh, you know, when you meet a new person, what do you do or where, where are you from? You know, if you had a whole day free with nothing to do, how would you fill your time? And most people haven't thought about it. And so they'll have to self-reflect and find out what they really want to spend their time doing. And then it's also, if they know the answer, you then learn a lot more about the person than just their occupation or where they're from or what they do. Um, so that's been really fun for me. I learned a lot about myself thinking about it. And I've had a few days recently where I've been able to do that. I wake up with nothing on and I get to spend the whole day doing exactly what I want to do. Um, because I know there's a similar one people ask, like, you know, if, there's, if money was no object, what would you do? And that's that's still sort of job-wise. Um, but, yeah, Jacob, if you had a whole day free to do whatever you wanted to do, how would you fill your day? Oh, man, that's uh, that's already shook me up. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because I would probably do it. There would be a social element to it. I'd want to be with people, be with the ones I love. I think I would I'd want to be speaking or listening or being in some sort of inspiration and uh, there'd probably be some party element to it as well. Uh, you know me, I'm a crazy yeah. dog like that. <laughs> um and maybe I don't know man, maybe I would I would uh just enjoy beautiful views, read a bit, write a bit, create a bit. Yeah, I, I really love that. I really, really love that question. Oh, that's a great answer as well. Like I've, it made sense knowing what I know about you, um, and it still shed more light on you and what you'd love to do with yourself. Um, I'm, I'm curious. What What about yourself, then? Like, if you had, <laughs> if you had that day, what What would you be your day? 
you've actually made me reconsider mine. I wish mine could be a bit closer to yours with a bit more social and a bit more, I guess, a bit more party acts and stuff, getting a bit rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> I keep bumping into you at the clubs and the pubs. Um, it's always a good time bumping into you. But uh, my original thoughts, which I'm, I'm going to go home and reconsider, but uh, it's it's very active. I didn't realise how sporty and much I liked exercise until I had to answer this question. And essentially, it's wake up, go to my place of work and shoot hoops, come home, eat, go to the gym, come home, eat, go play golf, come home and eat, then go to judo, come home and eat. Wow. So it's really just exercise and food, like physical activity and food. And if you can throw a few of my favorite people in there to join me, and I think a few of them would be there because a few of my good friends do judo, play golf, go to the gym, love to eat. I reckon I could round out a pretty banging day. That sounds like a lot of fun. I kind of want to do some exercise now as well. Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm I'm so hooked on the endorphins. It's a it's a drug. Wow, man, that's really cool. That's awesome. I'd like to maybe if we could talk a little bit about kind of the whole exercise thing and just how fun it can be. Yeah, it really can be. Um, and I wasn't like a mad sporty kid in primary school. Got to high school and I started getting into it, started growing and changing and stuff. And all of a sudden I was somewhat fit and athletic and doing a bit better successfully in sport. And it just like it just created the foundation of a, a lifelong habit that I don't think I'll ever be able to kick and I don't think I'll ever want to kick because hmm. um, it just it's I generally think it's like the best thing for you is those natural endorphins you get it's so good for your mental health it's kind of what I want to be able to do or have an impact somewhat in my life is that crossover of physical health and mental health because it could really be tapped into um i know about you but at school they kept talking about like an obesity epidemic and now these days is the mental health epidemic and so because I, I know i know one real good thing that could could line those two up and fix them both and <laughs> if and in the in my uh utopian world everyone would have a job and everyone would have some sort of physically active hobby. Wow. So you could meet a new person and go, what do you do and what do you play? And I think everyone would be happier. Everyone would be healthier, both physically and mentally. And the flow-on effects of that would be crazy. Just like, because everyone's healthier, there's no obesity epidemic. Everyone's a lot less, everyone's a lot healthier mentally. So the, the burden on the, the health system's a lot better and just the, everyone's happy, everyone's nice, everyone's friendly. There's a community aspect to sport that some people might miss out on, so people are less lonely. Um, so, yeah, if more people could do that, I think the world would be a much better place. Um, and so I try to tell people that as much as I can on podcasts uh, <laughs> um, and, and, and live it, like be an example of it. Um, be a, a physically active and healthy guy. Um, and also it being active, it means I can also eat whatever I want and get away with it. And I, so I'm, I'm 
you know, toe the line and finding that balance. That's awesome, man. I, I feel like there's some real... I, I feel there's some real wisdom punch behind your words. I can tell... I know, I, I'm thinking about it. Like, when we did rock climbing a couple of, uh, you know, a little while back, I felt great afterwards, you know? I, we always felt, you know, like, I'm thinking, you know, sport really does that. And I think... um just any sort of movement and socialization, you're, you're so right. And I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you find that your academic performance went up with your sport as well? Good question. I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm not sure if there was, maybe there was, there, I don't know if how much of a correlation there was, hmm. but maybe, I mean, as I got older, I got more athletic. And I did feel more intelligent in my later years of high school and uni. Um, but that's a correlation or causation or purely placebo. Um, now I'm thinking about it, but potentially it definitely does create a good balance. Like that work-life balance, if you're studying heaps, it's good to balance out with getting outside. Um, you can you can go for a run or go for a walk with friends. Or I know during high school, in year 12, Along with all of my existing sporting commitments, I joined two extra sporting teams because everyone wanted a, a break from study. So I joined a, a soccer team with my mates so we could hang out and get out there out of the books. And then I also joined a mixed netball team a little bit after that to do the same thing. I was already exercising and training anyway, though, so I just had any excuse to get to get away from the books and get get outside. But uh, yeah. Um, maybe. You know, because the funny thing is I've seen like studies that they say that like exercise is basically this wonder drug for so many things, like including like your brain and your intelligence and like, like it's unreal. Like when they've looked at it, um, like it's just unreal the, the benefits that exercise kind of provides. And I think back to when I was, you know, year eight. I wasn't particularly, um, you know, like I wasn't particularly athletic. I was pushed by my mom to go into this basketball training academy. And dude, it totally turned everything around. I gained this confidence. I had this, this get up and go I, and drew a lot of, a lot more of me out of me. And dude, it, it like, you know, it changed, it can change the trajectory of one's life, just getting good exercise and a clear mind. Absolutely. That, that's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Like the the benefits it can have just get so overlooked. And there's plenty of people that just... And like they say they don't like exercise or sport. Same way... They, I, just, I just don't think they've found the right mode of physical activity that they enjoy. Because there's so many sports out there. It doesn't have to be competitive. It can be recreational doesn't even have to be a sport, just a method of exercise that you enjoy mm. and can be active. There's, there's got to be one out there for everyone. Um, and so, yeah, you, you find – and they just didn't have that right fit in their younger years, I think, to, to create the lifelong habits of knowing the benefits and seeing the benefits of exercise. Um, so, yeah, it can go a long way to, like you said, what happened to you with your, your confidence – and then just your own self-esteem and self-image and then trickles down to being better academically. It's, it's a wonder drug. Mm. And 
you know, that's that's really funny you say. I'm thinking about the students or people who didn't like the sport. And I'm thinking it was because they were insecure. It was that insecurity, that fear, maybe they're comparing themselves to someone as opposed to enjoying the exercise for what it is for for one's body. And and that makes me think like, you know, if they were opened up to the sort of wisdom that you're sharing, you know, what kind of upward spiral they they would have, you know, what. But I guess that that brings us to an even broader topic, like just going things, going for things in your life. There's that kind of there's a reward behind facing your fears, you know. I guess I'd like to kind of speak towards that. Yeah, it's absolutely right. The um, pretty sure mum put like an emotional, uh, inspirational quote on my like corkboard at home when I was a kid, and it was like the uh, the path to anything worth having isn't easy, or something along those lines. Um, another time I was like, oh yeah, thanks mum, need the inspiration, yada yada. But it's hundred percent what you said. Like, it's may not be easy, but it's because it's worthwhile. People find that barrier to putting their joggers on and getting out the door. And it's it, and I find I hate getting out of bed in the morning. And I'd sometimes will book in a, a gym session or a, or a basketball session at 10 a.m. on a day off just so I have something to have to get out of bed for and it's going to be exercise. And once I'm out the door, there's never any looking back. There's days you get home from work or school and you're tired and exhausted and you think, oh, I don't have the energy to go out. But at the same time, there's never a time I'm coming home from sport or exercise or training session that I feel worse. Mm. I, it always improves my mood and will give me energy. And I just I hope it's not me. Maybe it is just me. But uh, I'd like to hope everyone could experience that. Wow, man. That's powerful. Like, that's so simple. Like, just exercise, right? Move your body, get the blood flowing. Yeah, it's what I, it's meant to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like it, it makes so much sense. And I think, like, as a kid, younger, like with school routine, you're kind of, um, you are, you that like sport always finds its way through. But I think there's that erroneous belief that in year 11 and 12, you've got to cut sport out, which is, you know, clearly erroneous. And after that, like, I've found that sport has been kind of uh, sporadic in my life. But every time that I've been able to do it, it's just been the best thing that's happened. Like, in, it's the thing you look forward to every week. And you just feel amazing afterwards, hey? Absolutely, yeah. It does. And you see in, like, sports clubs, their attendance is always biggest in, like, the junior clubs and always whittles down in the teenage years. Um, and even just as a kid, your, your playtime was basically always physically active just wow. running around and that that unorganized play as a child is like fundamental because it's just chaotic movement and just unscripted and it's because it, it's natural um and it yeah it does fade away as you get older but yeah you find those adult social sports teams like early last year late last year summertime yes <laughs> they've just gone summer uh, I was in a, a social touch team and it was exact same. Every week it's like, oh, I have to go out and go play touch and it's going to be hard work. We're probably going to lose. But after every game, guarantee 
you just it's a mood lifter a guaranteed mood lifter and if like that's all you have to think about then 100% every time you're going to do it mm-hmm. guaranteed mood lifter wow i love that man i love that i'm going to go play um soccer with my work team bro i got to got to join them i dogged them the last uh... oh no <laughs> yeah Yeah. yeah. I think um in a lot of ways if you can get your mind right you do get your life right hey. Yeah. 100%. It's it's very much mental. Um your your outlook and like as an adult now I guess we could call ourselves full-blown adults trying to trying to live that adult life it's a struggle but you, you can get very much in your own head um so just like keeping on that right path um and having those like we mentioned earlier to go full circle having those positive inputs it's the that mental food you're digesting um can keep you doing the right things to help you continue to achieve your goals and do the right things so you can just be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like um, I know it's kind of cheesy, but it's like um, it's not about like the the destination. It's about who you become on the, on the way there, and and how that you know because I find just sometimes it's not even what a person says. It's it's who they are that really has an impact on someone, and that's. I don't know, I've always thought of that being such a beautiful thing. Like, mm. you know, like that, that they're effortlessly influencing someone just through who they're being, who they are, you know? Yeah, absolutely. To, to follow you up with another cheesy line, it's, it's the old actions speak louder than words. Mm. Uh, <laughs> is, always, is always bang on the money. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, um, now I was just talking about this, like I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks now. Do you ever feel like you're not doing enough? Yeah, definitely some days. Mm. And then I, I look at my schedule and people say, what do you do in your spare time? And I realize I don't have any. Because um, And whatever like, spare time I do, those, those free days, I just I make sure I fill them. And it's getting to a point where the, doing the things that are productive and good for me and uh, the right things to do just feel better. And I have done that a, a, a few, uh, not enough times, but a few times to start to realize that that's going to be better off for me. Mm. Um, and that's been a good, fun experience as I've been trying to adult. Um, yeah. I just want to bring back to what you said earlier with the, the journey rather about like the destination essentially. Um, and I think it's what, like when you mentioned that it's, it's a hundred percent correct because, and especially in our younger years, like where we're at now, because we can't expect to compare other people's finish lines to where we are at now, just starting as much as we have expressions of wisdom. Uh, it's very much a journey, uh, whether it's, yeah, it's just continually working on yourself and not trying to think too much about that big picture. Just look at the next goal ahead. And then in years to come, you can look back and be like, yeah, I'm very happy with what I did. 
Um, it's especially pivotal as a young person because you can afford to go on those big, long journeys. Like the other weekend, uh, a few of my friends did a day trip to Port Macquarie, four hours up, four hours back in one day. <laughs> my parents just couldn't comprehend why we would do that, like eight hours of driving a day. And it's because we can, because we're silly enough to enjoy that. And part of the enjoyment is the journey and just sitting in the car with your mates, having a conversation much like this, learning from each other, going on in a shared experience. And it didn't really matter what we were doing in Port Macquarie. It was just like that was the fun of it, was the, it was the, the road trip. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was a really good point when you mentioned that that resonated with me a lot, especially at the moment. The, the whole journey it's about making those mistakes yeah man that's it's, that's a massive thing about it all eh? like just the enjoying of it right now sort of thing and I think like um, like you got to enjoy yourself with exercise enjoy yourself with life enjoy yourself with your goals with people and it, it seems to me that I'm reverting back to being a child again, just playing around, kind of mucking around, having fun, getting outside. It seems like, you know, what a child naturally does, all that wise stuff, you know, they do what they want, they kind of speak honestly, they're quite authentic. It seems like that's where all the wisdom seems to be. Well, that's where all the stonks are going, you know? <laughs> that's it, yeah. It, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. It is very much like you want to be an adult to have freedom, and yet I'm spending that freedom doing what I would want to do as a kid and just playing, just with my friends, mucking about, having a laugh. And you, you get all the serious stuff that has to get done. You do all the, the chores and the washing beforehand and you, you get that out of the way. Cool, I feel accomplished. I feel on top of it. Now I can I let my hair down and, and enjoy myself uh, and be happy and, and be free. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It is almost like being a child again. Mm. And yeah, you think about like when you were a kid, did you ever have that feeling like, I can't wait till I'm an adult. I'll have so much freedom. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's like, here we are. And we've kind of trapped ourselves in these little prisons of our minds, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I'm, sh I'm sure we're not alone thinking that as well. Mm. But there's a lot of people have the same experience of like, you want to be an adult and you be an adult and it's like, oh no, this is it's too much responsibility. I want to go back to having no responsibility and being a child. Um, but there's a, if you could, you, I reckon you can find a balance if you're smart about it. You can, mm. you can play hard, work hard and play hard. I, I, I've been thinking about that as well. I, I think, you know, even as a, a kid as well, you look back to it, you know, like there's been like times where you're like, oh, I kind of want adult. Adulting seems fun and cool. Like, oh, like, you know, before the whole culture of like, oh, your chores, I think we get a lot that, we get a lot of that hate from American TV and media. Here I'm going into conspiracies. But like, you know, without that, you know, a kid sees their parents doing the washing up and like, oh my God, they're playing with the water. And they're like, you know, I guess, you know, I, I believe that the human potential is able to make a game out of anything, you know? Yeah, if you if you have your mind in the right space, you should be able to have that childlike creativity 
and find that enjoyment in whatever you do. It, it feels pretty unattainable, <laughs> um, but it's it also, while you're saying it, it felt possible because, um, yeah, it's, it's doing the dishes. You can easily find a, a game out of it or, or something fun to make it. A, you put some music on and you boogie while you do it. It's nothing wrong with that. Um, or hanging out the washing. I always have some sort of music going and, and tapping my foot or shaking my booty while I'm hanging the washing out. I'm pumping my fist in the air trying to put the, the peg on. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like being a child again. You've got to be able to be silly. My mm. favorite people are just silly, and yet they're the most successful people I know. Yeah, you find, I found that too, that like the ones who are really kicking ass, they're, they're absolute jokesters. They're, they're clowns, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I've got quite a few in mind, as I'm saying, and it's just they're just people you want to be around. Yeah. And other people gather towards that. It's not they're, – they're definitely hard workers and very smart people and very – have a good work ethic and have that good mental input, but – a key part of it is they're fun to be around. People want to be with them. Wow. They can be silly. There really is an attractiveness or magnetism to those sort of people. Hey, like you feel great around them and they uplift you. Yeah, absolutely. They're my favorite. Mm. You're one of them, Jacob. Oh, you're one of them, Liam, you sexy beast. That's right. I'm saying sexy beast on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, was, I had a thought. <laughs> it's, it's completely flown out of my mind. But the thought was this. Here's, the, here's a thought. Here's the interesting one. Like, you know, whole, the whole stress and pressure thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, um... We assume that stress, like if we took our stress and pressure off, we'd become lazy and do nothing. Um, and the thing is, like with stress and pressure, we always want to be relieved of our stress and pressure. Like no one wants to be in stress and pressure, right? Um, but at the same time, we feel like we do nothing. I feel like um, what would happen if we took the stress and pressure off life? We played more. Would we really just do nothing? Because I think about kids and how motivated they are and how they just want to play, 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 and they just don't stop. And I'm thinking, you know, what if that was the same for us as adults, you know? Yeah, potentially. I think there's definitely an argument for um, if there was no structure or stress or pressure um, in our lives, there was no need to do the boring adult stuff then not a lot would get done. So you, you definitely do have to cop a bit of that and and get through that. But I feel like it's, it's not that difficult. It's a little <laughs> difficult. But if you really, like, put your head to it and have like all the things we've been saying, the work ethic, the, the mental input, get it out of the way early, pump it out before noon, you've got all afternoon to play. Mm. You can have 
your full free day to make it whatever you want and still have the washing done and the dishes clean and the bills paid, it, it's, it can be done. It's difficult. It's just about like you know, the balance and stuff and just it, – it, it's difficult though. But it can be done. But, yeah, without the stress and pressure, I have a feeling there's an argument. Definitely there'd be some people who would take advantage of that and play too much. Right. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't know. I'd love to see someone try to say stress and pressure really quickly five times. <laughs> stress and pressure, stress and pressure. No, I can't. I can't <laughs> there I, we go. I was buckling up. There's too much stress and pressure. <laughs> 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 Point taken, eh? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. That's funny as, man. I feel like laughing is fun, you know? Usually. Yeah, you got to be silly. Um, have you ever just... Have you ever just laughed at, at your mate? Like, he's been in a crisis time and you just, you just started laughing hysterically at him? And then he just kind of busted out of his kind of crisis. Have you ever had that experience? Or am I just a douchebag? <laughs> Wasn't that like a Reddit thing? It was like, am I the arsehole? Um, <laughs> yeah, am I the arsehole? <laughs> it does sound a bit like that. And I don't think I've ever been the one to laugh at the mate. However, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've been the laugh, laughed out of my crisis. Mm-hmm. I've been like... I actually probably have it a bunch of times I can't think of. But there's one like core memory that's stuck in my brain that I wish wasn't there. And it's me having like a little hissy fit in the car to mum. And she just thinks it's the most hilarious thing. Because I'm like chilling and be like, no, mum. Me, 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 me. We can't like. It's having like a right hissy fit. Probably like tearing up. And she just laughs at me. So like insultingly. Um, love you, mum. But, and I just stopped. I was like. I can't. I can't get through. She's not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna change her mind. So screw it. I'm just gonna then. And then you have to start laughing at yourself in the ridiculousness um, of whatever minor thing I was having a hissy fit about. So I've, I've been in that situation. Just not. I wasn't in your role. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you you've got to try it. And, I, and obviously, like it's never out of spite, but like. I think one of the beautiful things about laughter and having a joke and, and I think it's credit to you because you ended up laughing to yourself about it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's that's the power. If you can let the laughter in, you know, it's already done its kind of job. And I think, um, yeah, I just, I feel like you can laugh your way out of any any sort of negativity or any sort of thing. I feel like it just, it relieves it. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a magical thing. It's, um, I'm not a scientist, so I won't even know like the, the origins of it or whatever, but I'm pretty sure it's one of those undefined things like dreaming. Like mm. they, they still can't analyze it, and it's purely natural because like even people, like the animal kingdom, you see aspects of laughter, and it's just so purely natural um, and, and good for you. Uh, it's it's beautiful and it's one of the the key things you try to do as much of as you can. So like you and I when we try to hang out with mates because we know we love to do that. It's one of our favorite pastimes. 
It's just constant laughter. It's one of the main things I love when I hang out with you. I'm just never not smiling and always laughing. <laughs> it's just one of those people and it, it makes you want, makes other people want to be around you. You know, that's awesome. I really enjoy it. We have, we always have good laughs there by Iceman, I reckon. Um, it, it kind of enlightened me to this one particular thing. I was, I was in a musical as a recent and there was this one guy and he was just the funniest ever. And I'll tell you why, because he would get, um, he would purposely get triggered over everything and he would freak out. And he would just easily make himself the fodder of something. And what it just reminded me is that I I would love and rather take the piss out of myself completely. Like, it, it just feels, it feels so nice just to lay it all on the line and be completely made fun. And I feel like I'm, like, I, I've seen, I've seen, like, guys in social situations who have, you know, who haven't been set up the best, like something awkward or embarrassing happened, but they've doubled down on it. Then everyone's laughed at them more and they've doubled down on it more. They've laughed even more. And by the end of it, they've just become love because by their silliness, they've brought so much joy um, to the situation. And I don't know why, I've just been kind of thinking about that as of recent and just, yeah, just the power behind it and how... When you free yourself up from that um, seriousness, it kind of like, oh yeah, I don't take myself too seriously. Therefore, I'm going to go out and try something. I'm going to go try a new experience. I'm okay to fail, you know? Yeah, it is It is quite freeing. You're right. It's a good thought that you've like noticed. Um, and I can think of times I've, you know, made myself the butt of the joke and sometimes it's worked in my favor. Other times, probably more than half the time, it's not really come off too well and, you just look like an idiot. Like, it's it's worth the risk, I think. And mm. a lot of my good mates are people that we just find each other funny. Mm. And obviously we have like common interests and we get along. But one of the key things is like the banter. And it's not roasty locker room boy banter. It's, it's not like shitting on each other. It's just hilarious banter. And most of the time you're making yourself the butt of the joke. Um and it's just, it's just golden. And it does. It, it frees you up and makes you comfortable to try things. Um, it's hilarious. Mm. Yeah, I love that. love that. I think I think that's um, one of the great things about Mitchell Youth, just how much laughter and how much companionship we build over the, those couple of days, you know? Yeah, I'm honestly so excited. I call myself being a bit too excited last month. And I had to G myself down because I knew it was like over a month away. Mm-hmm. Like I can't be excited. Like my birthday was m- closer to that day than Mitchell Youth. And I was more excited for Mitchell Youth. It's like, what are your birthday's next week. What are you doing, mate? <laughs> I just, I'm so keen, bro. I, I'm so G'd up. And it is. It's just because you know there's going to be laughter and everyone's going to have a great time and you're going to learn heaps. And it's just going to be beautiful. There's going to be so many expressions of wisdom mm. um it's it's fantastic i love that man there's there's you know there's a particular aliveness when we're there because i think you know people are expressing the wisdom they're being authentic there's lots of jokes there there's that compassion that companionship their safety i feel like um 
you know, I think back to high school when I had my experience with Mitchell Youth and like Burn Bright. Um, dude, like all I wanted to do was take more of that experience and, and put it into my life. There, there's something so fulfilling about being there. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the exact same way. And that's, I, I'm definitely sure it's partly or mostly the reason why we both volunteer there now mm. is because we just wanted more. Mm. It was just so much fun. And you like, absolutely right. You can be your 100% authentic self. There's no part of me that feels any stress or pressure that I have to, I have to perform or I have to hit a certain standard or a level. I can just be myself and I know that's going to be perfect. And it's very rare that you can be in a setting like that as much as that should be everyday life. Um, yeah, you just wish there could be more things like that. Um, but if there were, does it come back to there not being enough stress and pressure and would, would no real work get done? Probably not because it's, it's a very productive weekend. But, um, yeah, it just – more things like it because – it's a fantastic setting to be your authentic self and um, and have a laugh. I think that's that's powerful because I think that authenticity and expression thing, that really hits home. Like I always feel great when it's authentic and funny, you said something. It was like, yeah, I, you know, funnily enough, like Mitchell Youth, if you think about it, it's quite a stressful, pressureful, high octane thing with Lots of physical activity, uh, lots of laughter, um, lots of pressure and different challenges there. And funnily enough, when we reflect back on it, it's like, yeah, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just, it's cast off as this beautiful, blissful thing. And it is. Like, it, it just, there's some inspiration that just carries you through, hey. Yeah. And as you're hitting all those points, it it almost feels like it's an amalgamation of most of what we've talked about tonight. <laughs> it's And maybe that's just how much of an influence it has on us. Or maybe it shows that Mitchell Youth is a, a microcosm of society or something. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fun. There's a lot of physical activity, which I love. Um, and there's, there's some stressful moments. There's some pressure. There's competitiveness. But it, it finds its balance. Um, you can learn about yourself and others through experiences. Um yeah, yeah, it's just the right amount of pressure and stress to mm. bring people out of their shells and be the best selves. Which I think it just does it organically, just because it has good people there. So it's pretty magical. You know, that's funny because it seems as though that the big aspect there is is being like bringing something out of the individual and being your best self. And I think that's kind of what we were talking, even you were talking about, like we were talking about that as wisdom in a way, like just earlier on. I feel it's funny. You wouldn't believe how many of these conversations have such strange circularity, yeah. which, is, um, which is, it's, it's trippy. It makes me trip balls every time. But <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm, and, and another thing you point you made, like, you know, 50% of the time when you make yourself the butt of the joke, it just doesn't go well. I've experienced that as well. I've been a silly, silly Billy and been owned because of it. I'm like, oh, man, stuff this. Um, I guess my question would be bringing your, your true self and your best self out, putting yourself on the line, 
Um, how do we do it in this world where it's so scary, man? Because I feel it is scary, you know? Yeah, back to the deep stuff. How do we be our best selves in a scary world? Um, well, if I made it a smaller setting and I looked at the times where making myself the butt of the joke and being silly didn't pay off, I probably wasn't surrounded by supportive people and people that were a good input. And then the times where I can do it safely and comfortably and everyone just, you know, finds it funny and laughs it off and doesn't actually think I'm an idiot, it's when you're around good people. And I think that's why being your authentic self works at Mitchell Youth. And if you wanted to get through life being your authentic self, just surround yourself with those good people. Mm. Um, And if you need to identify those people, it's just split. Just think, okay which people make me happy to be my authentic self, which people won't make fun of me when I'm purposely making fun of myself and they'll support me, but then then you've found the people that you can do that around and it just it just flips. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. It's it can be simply putting yourself in, in more environments, feeding yourself the right sort of people food. Eating, eating the right people. Yeah, and that's an interesting point. And I think, funnily enough, like the more authentic that you are, I feel like the more authentic people you attract into your life. Like you know, I feel like you you lose the taste for for kind of nastiness. Maybe you have compassion for it, but you know, you just you'll find yourself hanging out with the right people. Hey. Absolutely, yeah. The uh, the more you're able to be authentic and honest, you allow other people to be authentic and honest around you. Mm. By doing it yourself, you create a space to do that. Um, and that's <laughs> yeah. So it's and that's how it's done. You know, it's you like you mentioned. I think you mentioned magnetism earlier. What you put out, you attract 100%. Like if you are a good person, you're nice. I genuinely believe that nice things will happen to you. Mm. If you're just honest and your authentic self, people will feel comfortable to be their authentic, honest self. It happens a lot with CG. Like you have to be able to share your own experiences to expect other people to do the same. It just wouldn't be reasonable to say, hey, tell me about yourself but I won't tell you a thing about myself. Like, mm. It just doesn't happen. So if you don't tell people who you are, they won't, they're going to, they're going to put a, a facade up or a shield and they won't be able to be authentic either. Wow, man. That's, that's profound. Cause yeah. and I think that was, that was off the dome. I just, I just came up with that. That was, yeah? that was brainstorming. man, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, that's an interesting point. Like, I guess, so So sharing your authentic self kind of gives them permission to, to share. But if you're coming from that fakeness, a student or just any other person will kind of put up that fakeness as well. Yeah, 100%. Like, you have to be honest and share stories about yourself. Um, and, like, I've met people that just seem, I don't know, it's a vibe. That you like it rubs off. They just seem always 
posturing and always overly enthusiastic. It comes off as fake. Like they're just like too keen for it. It just like you can taste it. You can taste it exactly. Mm. You can taste in the air. It's like all right, mate. Cool. And I just don't like as much as they seem like lovely people. I just don't feel like they're down to earth and it makes you not want to hang out with them, which sounds mean because I want to hang out with people and get to know them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you gotta, you got to open up and be honest about it. People, like as humans, like we are just such, like we're, we're feeling creatures, we know. Like we can pick up pretty quickly. Like we're, we're so socially attuned. Yeah. And I think, you know, one th- interesting thing about sharing, which I learned, is that I've learned to share vulnerably, but I haven't, it, it hasn't been from a, spe- like when I've shared like way, way, way in the past, but I've shared vulnerably and I've wanted attention from people. Or I've wanted, oh yeah, accept me because it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I've shared blah, blah, blah. I found it hasn't, like it's been inauthentic. But when I've shared vulnerably out of like an intention to allow others to share vulnerably and I've kind of enjoyed sharing and I, I, I do it with respect of, of wanting others to share as well and opening that up to the floor and helping and serving others, I find that that sharing is powerfully respected. It's almost like people see that safety and, and there's a safety in the group. And then all these beautiful things happen when you've got that safety and that care. A hundred percent, bro. That's on the money. Like I couldn't explain that better myself. That's, yeah, when you're when you, you share something and you're trying to be vulnerable so that like as if you're seeking sympathy, people just like, oh, oh, that sucks, okay. But if you're doing it just to put an example out there, you're comfortable with it and you're not doing it with like the negative intentions, everyone really resonates with it so much more and they're taken aback by and they're like, oh, wow, that's the same thing happened to me. And it's, it all of a sudden just opens another level. And yeah, people people feel it like they can sense it. Like, dogs can sense your feelings, so humans definitely can. Mm. It's, it's 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 crazy. You know, you know, Liam. A funny funny thing. When I I hadn't remembered that that whole thing for ages until I did my podcast with Aaron Chima. If you look back on. That one, and, and also with um, with Rachel, those two podcasts, um, really rem- and even Harry, like a, a lot of them actually, like a, it's just reminded me of, of how important it is um, to share honestly and to just be be a human. I feel like for, for a while there, I thought that showing up powerfully, ultra confident and this and that was the key to helping others. But I realize now is just showing up truthfully, like with all your truth bared on the line. Oh, dude, it, it feels great. It feels much more better, like sharing. And it, it does it does resonate with people and people feel safer as well. And you, I think that's connection. Yeah, definitely. And like, I know it's definitely started happening to me recently. Um, but as you said, I've been able to reflect and think, yeah, the times I've, maybe not divulged a lot of myself and just sort of try to try to meet other people's maybe expectations or what they're doing. It's never hit well. Whereas I just speak honestly about what I think and what I do and what I'm interested in. Like today I have with you, it, they 
just it resonates so much more that the passion comes out in what you're saying rather than sort of like half-assing a facade mm. you can just it, it always pays off more um or at least i can't remember a time where it's backfired being the honest and truthful self but i can definitely remember times when it has paid off and the facade hasn't so mm. yeah definitely worthwhile so um, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's helped me being able to reflect on how that's happened to me. Mm. That's the, that's beautiful, man. That this is the power of these sort of kind of conversations. I think this is I've said it before, but like this is the reason why I've started this podcast. It's for conversations exactly like what we're having now because like my big belief is that a deep conversation like this that we've collaborated and created together, like it, it will change the trajectory of our lives. It will have an impact on ourselves and we will take it to others just in our everyday being. And it, this is just from having a conversation where we just connected, you know. I think that's the, the power of this all. And that's why I'm, I'm kind of in this one for the long term, kind of doing this for the long run, you know. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I do like I, I do love a good podcast. I've listened to a few um, so when I heard you had one, I was like, I'm going to jump on this. And I started listening. You invited me on. It was an absolute blessing. Um, yeah, and I definitely think it's good. One of the key things I've heard from other people, um, whether it's podcasting or just things they do and create, um, when you get to the end of it and you put it out into the world, whether it's received well or not, you want it to be of a quality that it just it just helped you. Mm, yes. for me leaving this when I, I go to bed tonight or whatever regardless of the, the quality of the podcast just having the conversation with you has been valuable time um, so so you know it's a banger it, it really is a reward in itself like it, and I think that's the juice of life man like just kind of finding finding those beautiful habits and, and disciplines and, and projects which serve you in the moment and serve others and serve you in and others in the long term, like in all yeah. ways, you know? Yeah, like if you never put it out into the world, it will still serve its purpose to you mm. and then it's just giving it off to others to serve them. Mm. You know, and that's the funny thing. I think this is where I'm kind of hitting my um my limit. Like I guess in the sense that I I'm I want to be expanding this kind of mindset to other areas of my life, and I've been cutting myself off for a while. But just literally after having literally what you've just talked about now, it's opened a new lane in me, honestly. And I think that's the power of conversation, man. You know, crazy, it's huge. Yeah, I think it like laughter and exercise. It's one of the key things that we're supposed to do um, like ancestral times it was just all their stories everything they did was just conversations mm. and so it's one of those fundamental practices as a, as a human being I guess um, could be why it's so significant and powerful um, and I 100% agree with you now because you, you've done a dozen of these I have a question for you mm. what are two things you've learned from doing your podcast so far oh that's cool i think 
One thing which really kind of changed it um, for me, which really increased my joy significantly, um, I had Harry on the on the podcast, like Harry that was the Harry episode, and Harry actually turned it back on me completely, and I, he was the first um, to really ask me a few questions, and I forgot. Oh wait, hold on a second, I can talk a little bit as well on on the podcast because before when I started, I made a, a, a pledge to myself. I will keep my mouth shut because I hate it on other podcasts when when the host talks. I'm like, just interview the guy. But one thing I've learned is that whatever you're doing, make it fun and authentic to you and make it a fun time. Like add that fun element. It doesn't need to be so serious and you'll have that longevity. So that was one thing. And number two is that, dude, people have wisdom. Like, really? And, like, it's so true. Like, the, those expressions of wisdom, if you listen to it and you ask for it and you call upon it, it, it resonates and it, it will hit you and it, it will change your life. And if you just, if you have those talks, it, it will change things for you. And I, after every single um, conversation, um, I've had some really distinct shifts in my life and it's been freaking awesome. Like, so rewarding, like, for that. And, and I will say, like one last thing, I've got to go three. Um, when I first started the podcast, I didn't put any links up. I didn't put anything out. I just didn't tell anyone. Then a month later, I sent a, I put it up an Instagram post, but I didn't give anyone any links to actually get onto it. <laughs> then a little bit later, finally, I found it out through no through no thought of my own um, that it was already on. Uh, it was already on Spotify under Jacob Bowles' podcast. I had no idea because my mates searched it up and then I started listening to it as a joke sort of thing. And and once that was over and done with, I realized that, hey, once you're in the clear with something, when you're putting yourself out there, life feels good, man, because you can just express and create. You're in the clear. People know that you're doing it and you can take your time with things. So take infinite time and little baby steps. And even if there's, Times when you lag on things, you've got infinite time. Relax. It's a lifetime venture. That resonates so much with me. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, like, the more you lean in and express the things you do, just the better it feels rather than trying to, I guess, hide it just in case. Like, and the more people have resonated with it. Um, But that's part of, like, I only just discovered your podcast. Now I'm looking back, I'm like, man, it's been doing this for months. I had no idea, and and now I know why because you just you just weren't sharing it. Um, <laughs> what a what a goose! Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> just to throw another Top Gun reference in there. Oh, you got me! You got, you stuck it by me, Iceman. Oh, oh man. man, I'm gonna eject next right out of this plane. Next week we'll find a rooster. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Hmm. Well, Iceman, may I ask, this is this is the big kind of final question. If there is there anything else on your heart that you'd like to get out to the world? I forgot that this question was coming because I've heard <laughs> the other episodes. Uh, well, some of them at least. I'm still playing catch up. Um, what else is on my heart? 
not nothing other than what we've already spoken about. I feel like I've really touched on all the, the passion points, like just the healthy mental input, exercise and laughter, wonder drugs, and just do what makes you happy. You know, if you set little goals, just be that little bit productive, and then you look back after your journey and you realize, damn, it's good fun. You're very happy. Um, it's very... I don't know, self-help-esque, all those podcasts I've been listening to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just I had a great time. And um, I can see the joy that this gives you and it, 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 I can feel it feeding into me. Um, and I'm, I'm keen to see you in person next week at Mitchell Youth and have an absolute cracker. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so I'll give give a bit of context. Mitchell Youth uh, Leadership Forum is this leadership camp where you have a bunch of volunteers and all these amazing organizers and people where we'll take a bunch of um, year 11s through this like wonderful leadership experience. Like it's it's truly life changing. I think um, yeah, and the the initials like of a, is called MILF, like as Mitchell Youth Leadership Forum, and that's always yeah, that's always a bit of fun, hey. <laughs> But um, Liam, it has been an absolute joy having you on the podcast today, man. I really, really appreciate your time, and I've I've had a phenomenal, just mad DNM chat with you, man. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. It was a it was a blessing getting the invite, and uh, I've had an absolute blast having this conversation. Thank you. All right, right. And if you would like to grab hold of Liam, simply DM me. And I will pass you on to the Iceman himself. <laughs> All right. Peace, everyone. See ya.